Me? Wow. Me? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! <laughs> Welcome to the City of Geek podcast. Uh, we are back with time with Bob. Cody. <laughs> Kim. Okay. Yeah. Could have picked the wrong time to point at, point at Cody. And we're back with our latest episode in which we're going to talk about um, kind of this is a year so far. It's the middle of the month. It's the middle of the year. It's July already. Um, and an unstructured conversation of just uh, stuff we like, stuff we didn't like. Stuff that's in between, stuff we just want to mention. The I TV mean, and movies. City of Geek is always unstructured. <laughs> yeah. If you're uh, looking for structure, so. you're looking in the wrong place. Exactly. Uh, so we're just going to look at that in that way, and then at the end of the year, we'll do our technically our you know, top tens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some stuff we talk about now, we'll probably tend to skip over when that time comes, it probably end up not. <laughs> um, but right, no, right now, uh, Tony is out of town, so it's just the three of us. Um, though next time, probably next time, uh, if not the time after, we will hopefully have a guest uh, who I know listens to this, so which is why I keep talking about me. <laughs> we <laughs> are. Yeah. Talk about uh, one Jen- listener. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Jennifer Lovely. Uh, Jennifer Lovely from Don't Read the Latin uh, is going. I about said Don't Trust the Bee because I've been watching that show. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Don't Trust the Bee in Part 23 is amazing. Um, the, uh, but Jennifer Lovely from Don't Read the Latin is going to come and hopefully talk to us about. Uh, folk horror since Midsummer is a new movie that all of us as Evie have seen. We thought last week we loved it. Um, I saw it twice. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So much that Kim saw it twice and uh, uh, and then we'll be talking about that and the entire sub-genre at that point. But I don't want to... So should we save talking about Midsummer? Yeah, we'll that? save it. Because I have one. lots to say about <laughs> it. And uh, that will also give a chance for people who are uh, maybe listening to this when it comes out have a chance to see it. Um, I recommend it. If if anyone is, this is like, without talking about it, if you are pausing on seeing it because you are concerned uh, about Hereditary and you're like, I don't know, Hereditary fucked me up, uh, this is an extremely different movie. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he saw, okay, well, I made the most oh, well. gut punch movie and now I'll make a happy movie. So if, if that's why you're thinking about maybe not seeing it, don't let that sway you. So that uh, that episode will probably be spoiler-heavy for Midsummer. Yeah, we're um, going and, to, like, and a lot of stuff we talk about today might be get spoiler. I'd say we probably avoid spoiling, like, say, Spider-Man. But if something's out on, on, on demand in some way, we probably could talk about some things. So, you know, we get a lot of stuff so far this year, and so probably won't go too much detail like that. But just be wary for spoilers for things that have been out for maybe for a little bit. Um... Okay, cool. So uh, before we get that going, I to say that uh, don't forget to subscribe to a Ghost Stories podcast with Kim and Gabby. Uh, Gabby, our co-paranormal investigator from A Ghost, um, that's now on iTunes mm-hmm. and Spotify, however else you want to find it. So check that out and subscribe to them and hear some ghost stories and come down to Spooks in Seattle. And- <laughs> we gotta put our advertisements in for everything. So we advertised our other friends podcast. We advertised for the other a bunch of podcasts. Um, so this year so far, uh, I've 
I've uh, checked up on a letterbox today, and so far I'm at 76 titles that are on there. Um, and a couple things that I've seen for festivals or what have you that aren't there yet. Um, but so far, it's a okay year, I'm going to say. Some really good stuff, and a lot of stuff is kind of like, eh, okay, that was right. You know, honestly, this year kind of pisses me off that there aren't more <laughs> just shit films for me to rag on. I mean, I maybe I got my expectations up last year because you know we had Slender Man and there was a Dinesh D'Souza oh movie. Oh God, I forgot about and, Slender Man. And they made Dummy Kratz and they made the Trump <coughs> Prophecy, but it's like, come on, give me something to work with. <laughs> I got, I, I mean, Loquitia, which I still have yet to watch. I guess it's on Amazon Prime. I'm a little yeah. afraid to watch it. That's on Prime. I've seen the trailer and maybe think that might be all the time I want to give it. Yeah. I I will I'll probably wind up biting the bullet. I always do. I'm okay letting you do that, and then based on what you think, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. But because you know, a lot of the crap I watch is just crap. There's very few that I'm like, no, I I would recommend watching this just as a fucking laugh. Like I would recommend any of the Dennis Dennis movies to watch. They are terrible. They're filled with lies and outright, you know. Just bullshit about history, but I'll be goddamn if that motherfucker doesn't make an entertaining propaganda piece. Fair enough. Yeah, so like a lot of stuff on my bottom on my list is is are entertaining in various ways. Ultimately, still, ultimately rated as good bad uh, mm-hmm. in a way. Even as something like so, I'm gonna note here some talking about bad movies. Start with like Serenity is my fourth lowest movie, but that's also one of the Best times I had in the movie theater. Oh here. fuck, man! <laughs> so if we're, if we're starting right in the bad. I'm gonna say like that. In that case, like Hereditary was that's right, Terry. Hereditary was great. Like, Serenity uh, was an absolute piece of garbage. I can't uh, even remember what Serenity was. Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway. Matthew uh, McConaughey swimming naked towards his also naked son. I yeah, I don't, don't think you didn't I see it. With, you didn't see it with us. Oh, then I didn't see it. And yeah. I that was, we saw it in mostly empty theater the night at seven oh. o'clock the Thursday it came out and it was oh empty. god, <laughs> and I was just laughing my ass off the entire fucking time. That movie, I am of two minds on. I have it listed. I have a little list of you know shit I've watched too. I, I need to invest in Letterbox and uh, invest in something that's free. Go for it. I know. <laughs> invest my time, Bob. It's, it's very about, yeah. No, it's time. It's time. Um. When it comes to Serenity, I have it on my best and my worst up list. Because <laughs> I think that, honestly, from an entertainment standpoint, there are few movies this year that I have enjoyed watching as much as Serenity. Because that movie is just fucking batshit from the beginning. <coughs> and it has a, a, a ridiculously good cast, too. Anne Hathaway in there, McConaughey, um, Hanzo or whatever his name is. Yeah, it works. We'll call it that. He's great. He has a small part, but he's great in it. Diane Lane's in like half the movie and then drops out. Huh. You, know, you got Jason Clark, who I know Kim hates. But he's a charisma black hole. He was in a lot this year, and that makes Kim very happy. <laughs> I mean, that and Pet Cemetery and charisma black else. hole. I, I, I know it's a shit movie, but also it's like I can't like necessarily say it's a hundred percent shit because I enjoyed it so much. The. Uh... I would say, like, that, it's the lowest rated entertaining movie. The other three things below it on my list have just made me mad at how bad they were. What's yeah. that last one? Uh, the last one, the very bottom one's called Camp Death 3 in 2D. Uh, it's a movie I watched for 
selection for the uh, Crypticon Film Festival. It didn't make it, uh, th- huh. thankfully. Uh, but it's available for streaming now. Uh, that's why I put it on there. Like, I'm not adding things I've watched for that until they're streaming, uh, which usually sometimes doesn't happen, sometimes don't. Um, some things get released. Uh, but now there's like a bad wannabe trauma-ish slasher. Mm. Uh, a lot of this character's purposely doing stuff, done things. But people thought it was the funniest. But it's one of those movies you can tell the people making it thought it was the funniest thing they ever seen in their life. Uh, but it didn't work in any way. It just pissed me off so much. If you're trying to do meta in a horror movie, it almost never works. But there, yeah, the people make it work, make it work. But in this case, yeah, it's meant to be, like, it's the only one in the series. not like it really is a Camp Death 1 and 2. Um, but it's also... Yeah, it is to the point where it like, gives us an absolute shit fest to sit through. Uh, of the things that actually got released, uh, Shawning Her- The Haunting of Sharon Tate with Hillary Duff. <laughs> oh my Duff. god, yeah. Uh, I, had, I haven't seen that. Is that like on a platform yet? It's on Amazon, but I rented it. Uh, I did pay to pay for that one. Because uh, yeah. it's, it's currently the lowest rated movie on Metacritic. Uh, and if something's the highest or lowest and is available in some way, I'm going to watch it. Uh, but it's like a seven on Metacritic, and the next thing up has is like Polar with like sixteen. So there's still that that gap in there, and it's it's tone deaf. It's she's awful in it. Hillary Duff has been okay in other things, um, so it's not riding on Disney Star because she's Disney Star. Because Zac Efron shows something I enjoyed later on to a certain degree. Isn't um, it weird that they had two Sharon Tate movies in one year? Because uh, it's the 50th anniversary of yeah. her murder. Oh, okay. That's I, why Once Upon a Time. Well, actually, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was originally supposed to come out April, August 9th, the, the actual anniversary. Oh. And they pushed it forward two weeks, yeah, three weeks. That had been a little too crass. And that's conversation from last there's, time. There's but. already been people who are, I mean, and we talked about it last time. There's already been people who are kind of like, eh, this yeah. is not, this is tacky. It but feels we weird to begin with, but. It's just okay. That makes sense now that the 50th anniversary. Yeah. I'm like, and there's also there's uh, there's more like uh, Charlie says I haven't seen yet. Uh, just came out. Just came uh, out. Yeah. With Matt uh, Matt Smith playing Charlie. Um, yeah. And then I think it's directed by Matt either Ma- it's directed by Mary Lambert or Mary Heron. I think it's Mary Heron. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad conflating the two, um, but one of them made made that. Uh, so that's something to check out. I've heard it's pretty solid. I just haven't got around to it yet. Uh, so that's why we have so much Manson, Sharon Tate stuff right now. And that makes sense. Yeah. I learned something today. Yeah, and then I uh, thought dogs laid eggs. <laughs> and I just mentioned the other thing between it, and I'm just going to let it go from there because it's going to get a review when we're going to ground to it, is Dark Phoenix. Oh, was the fuck. most disappointing movie I've seen this year. Like, everything else I've seen was like, I was disappointed by Bright Burn, kind of disappointed by Dumbo so much. I didn't expect it to be good, but it's kind of like, but it's pissed me off. Like, Glass was a disappointment, but like, Dark Phoenix made me mad at how disappointed I was in it. That's probably why it's so much lower. If it, if I try to be more you know, subjective, it's probably a little higher up or objective. I get all this mixed up. If it, being completely honest, it's probably better than some of these other movies, but it was just such a disappointment that it ended just <laughs> right down to the bottom. It had the cardinal sin for me of it was boring. Hmm. There was nothing fun about that movie. No one seemed Everyone to care. Everyone was sleepwalking through it. I already I, saw the movie. Did you? When it was 
X-Men 3. <laughs> Different way to X-Men do this. X-Men 3 was better. Yeah, because that was entertaining. At least that had, a, that had a focus that had something. Even I thought even Wolverine Origins was better. Because it actually had something it was trying to do. It didn't do it well, but it did. Okay. <laughs> we got and Deadpool. Dark Phoenix, no one gave a shit. And you can tell, like, there's a, I think the biggest part of that was like, because no, you don't know who anyone is. You don't know why everyone's doing what they're doing. There's at one point when they enter that, that whole Timmond battle across the goddamn street. And Charles Xavier is there, and he looks up and sees... Gene, and he's completely ignoring Jessica Stain sitting next to her. And then there's one point where it seems like Charles Xavier finally realizes that this woman is standing next to Gene for the last like 15 minutes. Like, where'd you come from? <laughs> it just feels like an, a cobbled together mess. It well, because they even said that they rewrote large portions of it because it was the, the original ending was too similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and then, you know, also they had to lot, rewrite it. Cause a of, lot of things were, in that movie were similar to Captain Marvel, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, it just fucking sucked. I mean, it was just not fun to sit through. It's like, you know, because that was the day I did Men in Black, Dark Phoenix, and Child's Play. Yeah. And that was my least favorite movie. I, I, I mean, like, I was literally, like, checking my phone. Because <laughs> there was nobody in the fucking theater. I saw it at 4 o'clock on <laughs> Thursday. Like, three weeks after it was already Three out. weeks <laughs> after it came out. Nobody, nobody was there with me. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to sit through it. And then we are going to pretend that all of the X-Men movies never happened and we just let Marvel do it. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, so, Cody, I've been blabbing on about things we hate. Is something? Is there anything really negative you wanted to, to get out? So. Uh, I recently watched Glass. Oh. Yeah. And I, well, I, see, <laughs> I don't know if I that I, I, like, I hated it. I just, I was so disappointed because you have so much talent in a movie and what could be a genuinely interesting concept and idea that it it but then it just felt like such a waste and i i get particularly mad when really good actors are wasted in movies because you went through the trouble of assembling this ca- of not just one or two good actors but I, every single actor in that movie is is <coughs> legitimately good, and some who are. I mean, the best thing for me, at least, is uh, is watching um, um, what's his butt, uh, who plays all the personalities. Oh, McAvoy. It, yeah. McAvoy, yeah, he was. He Professor X. <laughs> he just goes for it. Yeah, they should have done a Professor X one for him. <laughs> Had him be like, "Oh, I'm using my mind powers." <laughs> Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was what saved uh, splits. It was pretty alright. Yeah. But if it was anyone else, like I think we talked about this when we actually talked about Glass before. Uh, if it was anyone else, he would have been. Uh, it would just yeah. not work. It just worked. wouldn't have worked. And it, I enjoyed watching individual performances, but the plot drove me crazy, and I just felt like it was. It just wasted a lot of opportunities on something. My friend Andrew Cash uh, pointed out that he thinks it would have worked. And this guy, he's an editor. He works. Uh, he's an editor and, and, and director. So like he checked some episodes of the DC Arrowverse type stuff. Um, he's yeah, he's an actual filmmaker and, and edits a lot of other things. He's saying that he could. He thinks the movie would have been alright if it was edited in a different way, which the story kind of focused like instead of like telling. We know coming in that they have powers, but if it was. He had a big write-up, and I can't go go through it. If you followed Sarah Paulson's character more, maybe uh, start it midway through, like when there was really certain doubt things, and kind of then you play it that way. 
he had a good write-up. I'm not going to try and remember exactly what it is. But he's like, wow, that would have fixed it. If, like, if it was just told in a different way. I thought that they really, really wasted Sarah Paulson. Oh, yeah, because again, she's a fantastic actress. And, and I don't think she gets enough love in general. I think <laughs> she should be in a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've loved her since I pretty much, I, my first exposure to her was American Horror Story. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen her in. I lo- uh, she was in Deadwood back in the day. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, the the, oh. the Sorkin, like, the one season long Sorkin. I remember that. Late night comedy. Because it came out the same year that 30 Rock came out. And that's one of the reasons why I remember it, is I watched both. And I actually didn't, I enjoyed Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I think it kind of finally figured itself out and then it got canceled. Um, Matthew Perry in it, right? Yeah, no, again, great cast. A bunch of of, uh, of his staple actors, a uh, bunch of people who had been West Wing, etc. But, um, yeah, that would be a good episode. What are the one-season wonder shows? Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of them. Um, but she's a genuinely talented actress. And... But also, can, can we talk for a moment about the fact that Samuel L. Jackson's mother in the film... Um, she can't be that much older. Than no, <laughs> I guess what exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, uh, I actually thought from the previews I was because it's been long enough since I'd seen um, Unbreakable. I was like, wait, is that his wife? And then I was, I went back and rewatched Unbreakable. I was like, that's his no, mom. that's his mom. It's like, there's a movie I watched oh. from a couple years ago called Badass with uh, Danny Trejo. I watched it because of uh, how this get made. Um, but there's a woman on there who plays his mom for like two scenes, who's literally like two years younger than him. <laughs> As like, that, like the Golden Girls. It's like that woman is not old enough to be Tanya Trejo's mom. It's like, yeah. nope, she's old enough to be his younger sister. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it actually distracted me when she was on screen, because I was like, well, I, I, at least I don't know. I. Mm. I mean, and I know that's a stupid thing to get hung up on, but that's the kind of thing I get hung up on. I was five when I had Elijah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it feels. It's so, like, fuck, man. We've been talking negative for a little bit. Why don't we try got, and jump over it? Oh, I got one more. Oh, we can still go back to negative. Oh, come on. Let me do it. Oh, sure. Whatever. He wants to be negative. I, need, I want to be negative. Very, very negative. So we can bounce around to as, as If, if you want to delay it, we can. <laughs> it's Detective Pikachu. You I, liked it. Yeah, it's uh, I'd turn about in the middle on my ranking so far. So, so a little if you'd like to be positive about it, I can tell you how much I absolutely fucking hated that movie. <laughs> I hated sitting through it. I hated every fucking thing about it. Nothing in that movie is fun. Everything in that movie is either confusing, stupid, and the fact that the, that they fucking that the ending twist is one of the worst twists I've ever fucking seen in my life. I went into that movie with low expectations, and they somehow managed to kick me in the groin during it. <laughs> See, I thought it was a <laughs> fun how did, story. how did you actually feel, Cody? I'm, I'm not getting a real impression of what you, you thought of this movie. I still haven't seen it. it. I think between not really knowing what to make of either of your two's thoughts on it, I figured I would see it when it came out on video. What's um, video? You, you had you had fun with that, Bob. Oh yeah, I thought it was it was it was it was light, but I think it was a good entry. Like as someone who doesn't know a lot of Pokemon, doesn't know a lot about Pokemon, I yeah, I either. was able to I follow it just fine. Who what was going on, and uh, thought it was really anchored by uh, by Ryan Reynolds doing 
Pikachu. I know that you don't like Deadpool, so maybe maybe that had something to do with your. No, actually, life. I thought he was one of the best parts of the movie. The um, he yep. he was the only thing that stopped me from like grabbing a pen and poking out my ear. The mystery was obvious as soon as a certain character showed up. Like, oh, that actor, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was it was good enough. Like, I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Zootopia did the same thing better. Um, but I think it was fine. It was much better than I thought it had any right to be. Uh, as what it was, like, of a Pokemon movie taken semi-seriously and creating a decent enough world for it. That's the only thing I respect about it, is that they, they played the Pokemon completely straight-faced. Like, that shit's real. They're in the world. I appreciated that. I appreciated Ryan Reynolds. Everything else about that movie, I appreciate not so much. To the point of, I think that they should just burn all copies of the movie. <laughs> the um, but if we, if one I'm just thinking of uh, world building and being different from expectations, in this case, uh, better than expectations. They want to bring up um, maybe this kind of came out, kind of did okay, then kind of fills up, but it had much better than it ever should have been. Was uh, the lead of Battle Angel? Uh, the world building in there was fantastic. Yes. It was a great setup. Uh, it was a movie I expected to suck. Asked for being delayed several times yeah. and coming out in the middle of February. I was I like, oh, I don't know why I fell asleep for about 20 minutes during the middle of that. Bob had to wake me up. <laughs> Bob's like, hey man, are you are you awake? I'm like, hey, yeah, the lead of Battle Angels. She's battling angels. Um, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I thought that that movie could have been absolute dog shit, but it was like a nice little not dog shit. It was just that nice little bit of. This could have been absolutely terrible, and it's only... Eh, I like how they Marginally built the world. terrible. <laughs> they they uh, built the world really well, and I really like the effects. The plot's a little... Eh. Yeah, it what? was obviously part one of, of a series, uh, and that's, that's definitely a detriment to it, where yeah. it's done. I mean, literally the end of the movie is her pointing towards the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Uh. Is it getting a sequel? Uh, James Cameron said that he will pay for a sequel out of his pocket if he has to. And he okay, so it'll be Avatar two timeline. Oh, see you in ten years. Yeah, see it. Yeah, I'm gonna make leaders two through seven in one go. Everyone's gonna. Rob Rodriguez is like, just keep paying me. Huh. Uh, is there anything that was incredibly that was like surprising to either of y'all of like I expected all you piece of shit and that was great. But Kim, do you have one first? Uh, something that was surprising for me. Um, let me just look through my look through my reviews. Um, I Escape Room actually. Oh yeah. Escape Room was surprising for me. I, I remember we were shit talking the hell out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, it's gonna be dog shit, and then we all came out of it like, oh man, that was good. I was almost disappointed at how good it was. <coughs> it was I. It was. Highly entertaining. Yeah. I again, I went in with absolutely zero expectations for it. I'm actually excited for the sequel. Oh, and yeah, coming out just, sometime next year. Yeah. It reminded me of Cube, um, which is a uh, the Cube films were ones that I always really enjoyed when I was younger. Uh, no, I thought it was a really good time, and I, I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's highly entertaining, and. Uh, yeah, it's worth a, it's worth a watch, especially if you're again if you're a horror fan just looking for something kind of fun and silly. It knows what it is. It's not taking itself seriously. It's just a good time. And that uh, that scene in the upside down bar. That oh, was that was. Cool. Fuck me, man. It was, that was really actually tense well, and well 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 made. Was that? I think that was part of it too. It was very well shot. 
Like, there was some really cool shots, some really cool camera work in it. Uh, no, I, I thought that was a, a real good time. That was funny. When it, when it finished, we had a pause there, and I was like, should I... That turned to one of you guys, like, I might get slammed for this, but I really like that. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, we too. Like, oh, thank God. No, it was really <laughs> fun. And I kind of miss... I feel like there's not been as much fun horror this year. I feel like a lot of the horror that we've watched has either been... Um, even if it was intending to be fun horror, it has not lived up to fun horror. I've been disappointed by a lot of stuff you I've know, seen this year. I think Nightmare Cinema has been was a surprisingly funnish movie. They're not all the segments. It's fine. Uh, I'd actually point to, to Midsummer as being fun. Yeah, it's. I thought that that had some good. Humor. Way oh, later, I thought I it was joyful. Be. I thought it was delightful, but we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll do a deep dive on that. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I agree. Um, Us had its moments too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just very yeah, darkly I, funny. I'm thinking more of fun in the sense of, like, just, like... A, just squeeze fun. Like, yeah. a happy, like a, happy death day kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Like, and that um, had a sequel come out this year, which it did. pretty solid. More sci-fi was, than it was horror. Yeah, I... Uh, but it was good. I liked the original better, but the sequel, again, was sequel was a good time. It was, uh, it was... It helps that the lead actress in it is extremely charming uh, and very watchable. If they had somebody different, I don't think the movies would be as... Good, but I, I went and saw the sequel when I was in New York actually during one of the days it snowed, and it was a, it was a good time. Yeah, what was yours, Cody? Missing Link. Mm-hmm. I had low expectations. So I haven't seen it. So. Yeah, I'm not a big like I don't like seek animated movies out that much. I loved this movie. It was I think I saw it like a week before Endgame. Nothing else was in theaters. Carolyn wanted to go see a movie. I went and saw this. It was. Really fun, had a good heart to it. The animation was incredibly well done. I loved uh, Zach Galifianakis's work. Um, it just was a fun fucking movie, and it was great. I just loved it, and I, I do love me some Sasquatch. Yeah, you know, Yeti, all that good. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. We, we need more Sasquatch love. We do need more Sasquatch love. We do. Uh, so um, I got nothing else other than just go okay. see it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so from here, we go, let's just say with the positive ends. Um, I'm mean, actually just gonna show our hand here for maybe what term at the end of the year. Um, so, Kim, what was your what's your favorite movie this year? Midsummer. Midsummer, nice. And we'll first we'll talk about that yeah. in a couple weeks with Jennifer. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out because Tony posted his review on Letterbox today. I'm gonna do my review tomorrow. Of course, it's all in the past from when we put it up. <laughs> um, so find out our thoughts from those particular reviews and from. Uh, the time uh, next podcast. Now I will note that's number four on my list currently. Uh-huh. Uh, it's bouncing back and forth. Maybe it's a tie with us. It's kind of hard. They're both different, but uh, that's us is number three right now, followed by Midsummer, um, and they're like really neck and neck. And I think yeah. it's a great. It's, it's tough thing. Like these are both sophomore efforts from from filmmakers who blasted the way into public consciousness with their first entries into their movies. Of course, people knew Jordan Peele before. It wasn't, it wasn't coming out of nowhere like, like Ari Aster did. Uh, but Get Out to Us and then Hereditary, Hereditary to Midsummer, both holding their weight and maybe even making maybe better movies, depending on how you look at it. Definitely bigger movies. Uh, but both still end up in my top five at the moment. Uh, it's a when great sign, great, great showing. There's, a, I mean, for me, and I think it's one of the reasons why um, Midsummer for me was such a, a, a high up one is that 
there's a a, a, a a gender lines component with it that uh, as a woman also there are not a whole lot of male directors who I think tell women's stories well and I think he does hmm. and I think he, in this one too he really did um, and uh, yeah again we'll, we'll be talking more about Midsummer specifically but uh, yeah that's that's right now um, again I, I saw it in theaters the same weekend I don't do that a lot unless I have uh, mostly like action things that I'm seeing with friends more than once. Um, I would want to link, uh, going back to us, uh, I want to link it with something that takes me number five of the year so far that's straight to Shudder, uh, documentary Horror Noir. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. It's on my uh, it's on my list to it watch. It really made me reevaluate a lot of things in the way I, I approach stuff. Now, I do try and, you know, if we're all white here. Um, it's about how uh, people of color have been treated, specifically black people of color, have been treated in... Um, in cinema, in horror cinema, the entire run, the positives and negatives, things you might not even realize that were coded in certain ways, uh, and maybe we approach a lot of the, the stuff I've loved and what I've seen, yeah, but I've also seen not, but not in a con- yeah, it's not treated in like a condescending way to effect of like here you haven't noticed before because you're white. Uh, it's it's um, really incredibly well done with uh, maybe we want to seek out some of these movies, watch them again, much of which I hadn't seen. Uh, going all across the board. If anything, it may be a little bit loose because it kind of bounces here and there in time and some topics come up and I'm like, ooh, talk more about that and then move into something else. Uh, that's my only real negative for there. But streaming on Shutter, and it's definitely something any person who loves film should watch uh, to add that lens to reappropriate the lens, not reappropriate, reevaluate the lenses they might put on a film. All right. That's happy. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I, I have nothing to add. <laughs> What's your favorite movie of the year so far, Bob? Uh, so it's not horror at all. Actually, funny enough, my, my numbers one and two are not horror. Uh, the numbers, you know, two, three, and four are. Uh, three, four, and five are. Uh, Booksmart from yeah. Olivia Wilde. Uh, I really liked that. Yeah. yeah That's probably my number so two right so incredibly, now. you know, for smarts and title, but it's a really smartly made film uh, that, re- that also looks at what you expect from a movie, what you expect from people in a different way. Um, it does a lot of the same, not stereotypes, but like finds the beats of a wild night movie, one of those movies that take place over a single night and everything that can go wrong goes wrong and people will evaluate it, but also done in a very different way of subverting the stereotypes, subverting the expectations uh, with great character work from uh, both fun. the two leads and especially from Billy Lord. Billy Lord oh, is yeah. Billy Lord. <laughs> She steals it. <laughs> Like, they added scenes for her, because after, uh, like, she only took like, two or three scenes, and she was just killing it so much yeah. that they just wrote Gigi into uh, to be this ethereal it. person that just Showing disappears and shows up, that, who lives in this other plane of existence. She was yeah. my favorite fucking part of that movie. Yeah. She absolutely steals the movie. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's incredible. That and uh, the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that little... I figured, I figured you'd, you'd... That little wrinkle to it. That... Was that that I probably laughed the hardest during that section, and then what comes after? Um, yeah, the, the setup when, and follow up for those. Oh, it's gorgeous! Done. I and thought then, when they're in the, they're, they're in the car with uh, Jason Sudeikis and they start playing the porn. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, that, that was. That's something that could have been crass and dumb in other movies, but done different and, and, and better. Because everything feels natural. I think is a real natural yeah. feel to the movie. Mm. I 
completely agree. That was a super fun movie. It had really great just humor to it. It was like a like a smarter version of Super Bad almost. Yeah, if everyone connected Super Bad, thanks probably the you know Birdie being um, being a what's his name sister. Oh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill's Jonah sister. Hill's sister. Uh, it does follow like yeah we need to change you know live ourselves out for the night and I didn't go for like some of the crass fart humor sex humor too much like clearly like American Pie came out 20 years ago and two days from the time that we uh, that we're recording this today and that was kind of its generation and then 10 years later there was super bad and God, now I hated super bad and now book smart like every every 10 years seems to be the I hated super bad <laughs> I couldn't even I I couldn't get through it. That's how much I thought. Oh, it was, well. That's how stupid I thought it was. I didn't like it. It was not a movie. It was not a woman for me. It, were, it was not a movie for me. It was not a movie made. for I me. I liked it when I was thirteen. Yeah, that's I just. Was, it, I was thirteen dude. when it came out. I don't think I really like it with a modern lens. Um, what's your number one movie this year for Cody? Rocket Man. Oh, nice. That's, I, that's decently up my list. Twenty-two, I think, right now. Twenty-seven. Oh, sorry. Twenty-seven. Okay, okay. But that's still good. It's still, it's still a positive. Brandon, why you fuck me like this? <laughs> That's still in the top top tier for my listings. But go ahead. I fucking love that movie. It is great as both an Elton John biopic and great as a drug-fueled trip through the um, rock and roll 70s. I think Taron Edgerton does an incredible job as Elton oh, John. He, he lives it, yeah. He lives it. I mean, I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop on my phone. Because I, I like he did his own music. Yeah, he did his own music. I have respect for that. That was And that was one of my favorite parts, actually, because I'm like, oh, well... You know, the one thing I did like about Bohemian Rhapsody is that they actually didn't make uh, What's-His-Face sing too much. They, like, synthesized 5% of his voice. And the same guy who, like, pieced together Bohemian Rhapsody did Rocket Dexter Man. Fletcher, yeah. And I was really kind of nervous about that, but he really did a good job. No, uh, yeah, great. have you seen it again? No, I haven't. Uh, it, it's, I think, it, yeah, it creates a great look at his life, but also it does follow, like... Yeah, from birth to now, in this case, like, 1992. Uh, but done in a very standard... It never... It, I felt it hitting the same beats that every myopic does, but also done in a better way than, say, comparing it... Everyone comp- compares it to Bohemian Rhapsody for good reason. They're similar, same director. Uh, in fact, at one point, either Freddie was going to appear in this movie or Elton John's going to appear in Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm glad that... Uh, it's supposed to be yeah. one of those, uh, but luckily it didn't go that way. Uh, Taron Edgerton did fantastic, and I like the idea of using the music from whatever time period in Elton John's career as an emotional benchmark for them. Like they didn't act, some of the songs they sing early on were later in the career, but they fit there, so you just throw them in there. Um, obviously, when he's a kid, you're not he's not gonna be singing a, the same song there or the bitches back, but yeah. uh, but even like later I on when he gets further into his career, oh he did no he did it's open the movie but he, yeah it's the open um, movie but when he's a kid no yeah, yeah he sings it as a kid nice. but obviously he didn't write that one either. well yeah. Brian Hobbs didn't write it when he was six. And, and that's another thing that I think really plays to his advantage is it's not locked into the oh well Elton John can only sing this certain song at this certain time I think that kind of piecing it in I loved when they did Rocket Man and he's trying to kill himself in the pool. Mm. That was one of my favorite scenes. And it's just, this is good. And it really, I love Elton John to begin with a lot. One of my favorite music people. Yeah. So it was, I'm, I was already probably going to like it, but it really washes the mouth after that shit that was Bohemian Rhapsody. And I, I think it helps in this case, like where Bohemian Rhapsody was stymied by Queen being very involved. This actually helped Elton John being very well because they wanted to sanitize the story originally. They yeah, wanted he's to, like, no. They wanted to PG-13 it. And he's like, no, my movie's rated R. I did yeah. shit 
I want you to sew that shit. I, I have no, I have no problems you getting into how show bad it, things dick. were for me and how awful I was at times. Please show it. I want you to show it. Um, I think that really helped give it more authenticity. You know, and I really, where we know Queen's story gets sanitized, and this one wasn't. exactly. And, and you know, like the fucking everybody who's not dead in Queen gets treated like they're angels. Fuck you, Queen. <laughs> I hate that shit. We know that Freddie wasn't the cause of everything. Um, yeah, no, Elton John's like, no, 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 you're going to show me, you're going to show me fucking everything, you're going to show me doing every drug, and you're going to see me get into fights with people. That's what my life was like, and, I, and I think that's, I, that's a res, I respect that. Oh, absolutely, and uh, it was, uh, even though I said, like I said, I'm 27 currently on my list, out of 70-something, but it's still positive, because I think that my like, top end is, kind of my, it's kind of top-heavy right now, like, and then it goes to mediocre a few steps after that, but, like, okay. a, like, Five movies later, I see but how it's still it is, good. Bob. Yeah, hmm. no, I'm just kidding. Booksmart, you know what? Worst movie of the year. Yeah, Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I got thrown off track there. <laughs> uh, speaking. Uh, oh shit! I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, uh, was is there anything that you enjoyed that wasn't necessarily a great movie? And you know, it wasn't necessarily a great movie, but you still really enjoyed it. I mean Serenity to start with, but I'm yeah. already we've already both talked about that in depth. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I actually I'd put in there uh, like Annabelle comes home. That's okay. actually higher than Rocket Man on there. I'm sorry, because um, it was yeah. yeah as I, as I, as I said it in my review, it's on it's on the site. So go to seeyogi.com uh, and find that. Yeah, d- don't go there now. Yeah, <laughs> don't read uh, any of Bob. No, I'm just kidding. No, this way this is a video review. Uh, don't listen to me in this case Uh, but Annabelle Comes Home was it was stupid and fun but knew exactly what it was it's light it's a bunch of it's it's a haunted house movie well like as a haunted attraction uh, of a movie Uh, kind of going through here's this here's a setup boom now it's on the next room and on to the next room at one point expected Jason to come out with the chainsaw which I know he doesn't do in the movies and that drives you nuts in in, in the haunted houses but it's the expectation that's what it felt like and it's it worked so I ended up giving a really positive take because it was exactly what it pertained to be. Yeah, speaking of haunted houses, I feel like we should all go to a haunted house as a City of Geek field trip this year. Niagara yeah. Beaver Lake. Uh, yeah, I like to go there. Like to, uh, it's a good time. I, uh, I need to go to Fright House. Oh, we went to Fright House with you two years ago. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one, the, the other big one uh, in the area? The ones on a farm. Stalker Farms. Stalker Farms, yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to do that, and I've never been able to. There's My Morbid Mind down in Olympia, but that's... It was okay. I went there once. Eh. I will say, when you know that they can't touch you, it does make it when they're, like, racing towards you with a knife or a chainsaw or something. You know they're going to stop. Yeah. Both of us have worked houses before, so so we we know what it's like. I'm the asshole that's just like... Stands there because oh, yeah, that's, me that's me too. I watch them like I enjoy the production values. Oh, yeah, and, uh, it's the same thing watching like a good horror film. Like, I'm yeah. not personally scared, but I can see where this would work, yeah. And I see the skill that came into creating like, Carolyn loses a, like uh, Carolyn and I went to one, and I'm trying to get her to go this year if we go. Um, and she's like losing her shit, and I'm just like, hmm, I can't get myself in that though. mindset, and I really wish I could, yeah. but. I know the entire thing's artificial, so I can't take it seriously. I mean, I guess way. we could all do McCamey Manor where they feed you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I don't do extreme haunted But I, get, I, I enjoy. I think they're a good time. I love a, a haunted house. I just sometimes feel bad. Occasionally, I've done ones where 
the actors, when they know you're one of the people who's not getting phased, they then make it their mission to phase you. And outside of potentially making you jump with a jump scare, because, I mean, none of us are immune to that. Somebody yeah. jumps out suddenly, you might go, ah. They're not scary. They, they again, I, I know how they're made. It's not going to scare me. But I enjoy it. I appreciate it. And I think it's fun. Don't try to make it your life's mission. To, I feel like I'm in Hellfest then, where I'm like, I got someone following me around who is secretly a serial killer. Anyway. Right, um, so, moving on to other things, because, yeah, I get I mean, what topics would the, go What here. would the odds be, though, you're already what? a serial killer, what? two in the same location? That's true. But there's a movie a couple years ago, I'm not a serial killer, which is great. Uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. Small release. But it's actually one of the next question I was going to have. Like, uh, what are... Particularly, maybe VOD or small release movies. Uh, we've talked a lot about a lot of blockbusters, a lot of bigger movies, uh, stuff that's come out that might have slid under the radar. You know, it's a documentary, uh, but I really liked both Firefest documentaries. Mm. Oh yeah, I put them mm. next to each other. Next I, I thought that they were both really well. I like the Hulu one better because they actually got the fucking guy from it, and the Netflix one was made by the company that was doing all the social media mm. stuff. So you can right. tell that they're trying to like cover their own shit. So I, that is just a fascinating look into something that went so fucking wrong. And you can uh-huh. see the setups and why I was see that's why actually why I like the Netflix one more uh, because I think it did a better job actually setting up the details and then knocking them down. I felt if I had watched the Hulu one first, I would have been kind of lost in some of the muck of what happened. See, uh, now I watched the Hulu one and I was completely fine. Hmm. Maybe because that's for a certain setup than another one. But yeah. I don't know. Did you watch them both, Kim? Or watch uh, one of them? Or? I, watched, I watched the Hulu one. I still need to watch the Netflix one. You made a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, another one coming out soon. Oh, my God. But I don't know. But, like, it's just crazy. It's one of those things that, like, a good documentary does where, like, you think you're done, then it pulls out the rug one more time, and you get another thing, and then another thing. I always felt bad for the people who went there, too, because, you know, they, they made it way, out. A certain way. They, the influencers I don't feel bad for. Because they just were promised a free vacation and they got shit. But I feel bad for the people who thought, oh, this looks like a nice vacation. I'll put $400 down towards it. And then they get completely fucked over. Yeah. I don't feel bad for the people who are like, oh, yeah, my Instagram fame. Oh, it was so bad. Or the people bad. like, this should be, I'm going to go out for, like, who, who, like, jumped at, like, all the stuff. And, like, but I don't know. The, certain people who showed up in the in the documentary I thought seemed kind of like, you know, kind of vapid people. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, take the money. And some people, yeah, they seem they just wanted to go to the Bahamas and have a good time. Um, but it was really easy to slam everyone going. And say, look, rich people getting screwed. But still. Because, you know, you saw those $25,000 villas and stuff like that. <laughs> the villas that never, never. I, uh, I watched The Silence. <laughs> oh, I've seen that yet. Which is essentially the poor man's quiet man or quiet place. Uh, although I believe it's because it's based on a book, and the book apparently came out, I mean, long before Quiet Place was ever a thing. Uh, and it's got Stanley Tucci in it. Um, and I, I enjoy Stanley Tucci. Again, I, he's an actor who I enjoy just watching. Uh, it has the. Girl from uh, Sabrina. Yeah, Karen Shipka. Um, I'm not going to point out that they have her character being hard of hearing, which is a plot point, but also not, because the actress is not hard of hearing. And it there, it's never really much of a... It's kind of something that's said, and then you realize that, like, 
she has a hearing aid and I don't know. Sometimes, In the same way a child's play kind of mentioned it but didn't fall Yeah, where, you're, where it, it felt kind of cheap, but it was actually supposed to be something of a plot point. Um, but I also, I, I don't love when they do that and then don't actually hire an actor who is hard of hearing. It was one of the things I thought A Quiet Place did. They, mm. they actually cast a deaf actress. Um, but it's, it's just, well, it could have been a really cool movie and I think there was some missed opportunity in it. So it, it just ends up being kind of meh. Like it, it's fine. It's streaming on Netflix. It's worth a watch on an afternoon. But I was, I was disappointed. Um, I, I think I saw the Stanley Tucci specifically and I was like, oh, cool. And the premise seems cool. Uh, well, and the, I can't remember who plays the wife, but she's also a person. Um, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> she's a ribbit. She, yes. Uh, oh, um, Miranda Otto, I think. Oh. Uh, like, it's a, like, again, it's a, it's a, it's got a good cast. The acting is great. There's the, I, I kind of wish there's a creepy preacher guy in it and they go in sort of a direction with that. I wish they'd done more with that. It felt like a missed opportunity that was, that could have been really interesting and, and then kind of went, um, so. Yeah. Uh, Miranda both Kieran Shipka and Miranda Otto are both on Sabrina. Oh, that's right. Uh, which yes, has a new yes. season came out, but I'm still in season one. We have one yeah. episode left. I'm still in season uh, one. Season one. Uh, so I really can't say the new how the new season looks for this year. I I like Sabrina, but it's also man, it's problematic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Both in way it treats you know witches and the, witches and. Uh, I had issues with storytelling in many storytelling cases. Storytelling and some choices made about with the the who were kind of the the villains in the beginning of the season one the the three sisters or yeah. whatever um the weird sisters or whatever Macbeth pun they're making uh specifically the kind of head of them being uh african-american and there's a really unfortunate lynching scene yeah where you're like somebody was not thinking yeah allison is like oh they they should have thought about this. I, I'm, I'm assuming someone lost their job after mm-hmm. that because it's real poorly done. Um, so that, yeah. But I, I mean, it's 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 fun. I when I started watching it, I watched a bunch of episodes and then I I got busy and I haven't felt super compelled to pick it up again. Is the thing, which I feel like is a little telling. But but I'll get to it. Talk to me when it's Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> then. Right? Um, if we're talking about Netflix series, uh, I'm. We haven't mentioned Stranger Things at all yet, which is everyone's talking about right now. Which I haven't. Um, we're still in the we just finished the third episode, so we haven't finished it. So I have no. no I'm four episodes here. in. Yeah. I'm digging it. Four episodes. I in. don't like to binge certain things. Some things I'll binge. Some things I won't. Like I like to give up each episode its, its moment. Right. I, I never actually watched. Oh, actually, you don't have Netflix. So. <laughs> uh, I just watched uh, Chambers on Netflix, and it was okay. I watched the entire season. Oh, I still um, haven't gotten there. It's okay. It doesn't deserve to be ten episodes. If it was like five, it'd be much stronger. Right. Uh, I started watching Slasher, but back in season yeah, one. I like so season I'm still one, behind. but I haven't. I I watched season one back when it first came out, and then well, and actually something that just uh, that just finally premiered uh, yesterday, the day before was season three of Scream. Hmm. 
So it's on my DVR. I haven't started watching it I didn't yet, finish but... season one, but I am I was connecting Slasher and Scream because it both seemed like soap operas with some killings occasionally with oh, secrets. I found Scream super that. fun. I, I watched a bit of it for a panel two years ago, and I just yeah. didn't finish it. You need oh. to get through, like, the first episode or two, it leans a lot more heavy into the MTV show, and then once it gets going, it's a real good time. For season three or for... For season the, one. The whole show, okay. Yeah, I, I, season three Yeah, I didn't just had finish it in time, and I'm gonna get around to it. I like Bex a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's great. Uh, she's great in Hellfest last year. I don't remember the actress, I can't remember if Bex is her, actress name, her actual name, the act, the... Name one of her characters, I but... I think it's the name of one of her characters. Okay, but... But yeah. she's great. She's got very watchable, really fun. Uh, Good Omens. I, I, I finally got around to watch it. it. And, man, I, the show itself, like, what really makes the show work is the chemistry between um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Mm. It's... They... When they're on screen together, I don't I don't care what they're doing. I want to watch them. They're just a good time. Yeah, both of them in whatever they're in generally. Now put them together. Oh, yeah. Mark yeah. Sheen was great in, in uh, Michael Sheen, sorry, was uh, was was great in uh, 30 Rock back in the day. Mm-hmm. The one good part of the Twilight movies. Because <laughs> he was oh, anyone yeah. who realized that he was having oh, fun. Oh, man, he was <laughs> seeing <laughs> Yeah. He was <laughs> like, you like hired me straight. to do this, and I'm going to just have a yeah like he is scenery chewing left and right in those movies yeah we haven't started it yet we're gonna start it after we finish chernobyl and we're about halfway through that currently mm. as well okay. and that's actually probably the that when chernobyl finishes it might end up popping number one or two on my list i think it's one of the best new properties of this year um for 30 year old incident but Does yeah, that you know count I mean. as a movie or is it it's one se- if it pops up on letterbox i'll count it like because it's it's meant to be one season that's it right so it's kind of like long form you know, film, you know, in a way, you know. Uh, the Deadwood movie. Mm. I haven't um, seen the show, so I haven't seen Oh, God. I, it was so satisfying, and um, I was a big fan of the show when it was on. Uh, and I, in fact, I revisited the show in preparation for the Deadwood movie, and um, it was really nice to I visit the characters again. six or seven when the Deadwood started. Fuck so you, Cody. It wasn't a... Fuck you, Cody. Which something I was. Which Al Swerdgen would appreciate me saying. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Timothy Alphon on there. He's also in Center for a Diet, which I haven't watched season uh-huh. three yet, but I heard it's Assault. The first two that came out this year, uh-huh. new season. If awesome. we're if we're talking about streaming stuff, uh, did we all see Abducted in Plain Sight? Uh, that oh came out actually God. a couple years ago. It just came popular this year. <laughs> no, it came out. I thought it actually came out in 2017. Abducted in Plain but anyway, uh, yeah, I watched most of it, and then I got really tired and didn't pick it back up. I needed to. Man, that movie, that was fucked. Jesus yeah. Christ, I couldn't fucking believe that. Now we're all looking it up. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, twenty. Okay, May 2017, released on Netflix on January of this year. But, yeah, that's just it. Is yeah. I think it didn't it, it, get it, a release, real, like a wide release until... Yeah. At least it maybe popped up on Netflix, and everyone's like, oh, cool, I'll watch this. Uh but I think it actually had like yeah, it's it's festival run, maybe a small theatrical run like already. But um, that was yeah, that's fucked up. That was like that was insane. seriously. <laughs> that I watched that on an airplane. I think I was going to New York, and I was just like, "What the?" F-? I I think I said "What the fuck?" out loud maybe four times. And um, apologies to the uh, child sitting next to me. Um, like, yeah, how worse can this get? Oh, oh here we are. Wait. Oh, here we are. Wait. If you've not watched it, you will think it's fiction. 
and it's not, and that just is bonkers. Uh, thinking of bonkers, bonkers documentaries. This isn't murderous anyway, so it's more of a positive thing. But uh, it's on the festival circuit now. But I did see it. Sif, who let the dogs out? Uh, <laughs> which you think? I'm not going to watch a documentary about the writing of Who Let the Dogs Out by no, Bahamut. Uh, but it's, I, I saw it on the uh, last thing I saw, um, this recommendation, uh, Brent McKnight. And I, uh, the last thing I see, sorry, I ended up putting it in, uh, in past tense. The last thing I see is recommendation. And it's also a documentary like, I don't expect this to go where it's going. And it keeps taking the bottom out and going deeper and going down this weird ass rabbit hole. And it's, it's crazy, like, like where it goes. It's like, okay, cool, I think we're done. Oh, nope, we got a little more. And also very funny. Uh, so it might be probably be streaming within the next year, I would assume. And might like, oh, that could be fun to put on, you know. Who let the dogs out? Um, of VOD uh, release, actually it went to some theaters, but I went to VOD the same day. Uh, I'm going to send out a recommendation for We Have Always Lived in the Castle. The... Shirley Jackson adaptation. Uh, it's been kind of done for a while. Finally dropped now after a few months after the Haunting of Hill House, and the, the posters made it look like the Haunting of Hill House. Um, but it's from one of her other books, and it's not a horror story per se. But it's almost as someone said uh, at a panel at Crypticon, it's like the pre-haunting. Like this will be a haunted house, and here's what happened first before this happened. Um, I I really wanted to see that, and then I, I haven't yet, and I think at this point I might save it for 100 Days of Horror because that's just a few weeks away. Yeah. Is it... Cause but I, it is not horror, so you can it's watch close. it. I think it backs up enough into it that it can I mean, like count. The Little Stranger? I finally watched that. Yeah. The Little Stranger is semi-horror, but not quite. Yeah. It, it play, well, because it plays with the idea, is, yeah. is, it haunt, is there a haunting or not? I think you could back a lot of stuff into horror. I mean, my, my horror net is so wide. Yeah. I because there are a lot of things in there that most people don't. I know. But I get into a, that with people sometimes. They're like, that's not horror. I'm like, I'll fight you. Fuck you, Beetlejuice is horror. It is! <laughs> Mad, horror comedy. I put Adam's family, family right in there, you know? Yeah. It, it builds on macabre and horror yeah. tropes. And themes. Yeah. And, and well, like, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. It's like, witches and, and it's Doug family. Jones. It's family <laughs> movies. But I mean, like, family doesn't have to mean that something... We take the horror word too literally, I think. Like, it's 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 themes, it's topics, it's scares. I just get into it so often with people when they and they say something isn't horror, and it just pisses me off. I had somebody tell me that about Godzilla. Yeah, it's like, and I was like, it's God, a you, giant fucking monster. The first episode, the first issue of Fangoria, nineteen seventy nine, had Godzilla on the cover. Yeah. Case closed. Kaiju is but horror. I, I think it stems back to the people who take a certain pride in saying they don't like horror. Mm. And so when you say something that they like that is horror, they're like, but that's not horror. And I'm like, dude, you don't get a special badge for not being a horror mm. watcher. Oh, I don't watch TV. Yeah, oh God. I, don't, I, don't I hate TV. people like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm the TV. Mm, I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? You're not special. <laughs> I like TV. I like movies. I have something. When Bob came over earlier, to get set up to record, I had South Park on because I fucking love South Park. Unapologetically. I Nothing love wrong with South that. Park. I'm really behind like five years, but I just it's if it's on TV, I will put it on. Anyway. Uh, any other under the radar things from you, Cody? Or we that's you know, 
if you ask me, that's what I like to listen to when I, when I hear people talking about podcasts. Like, oh, I should write that down because we all might. We all have seen Avengers. There's no point in talking about it. But, yeah. But something like yeah, we've always in the we've always in the castle. You know. I mean, Secret Life of Pets two was kind of under the wire. It came out. I'm kidding. Wide. That movie fucking sucked. I just wanted to bring it up. I didn't see it. I was almost interested because the the guy who writes the oatmeal did a uh. did some punch ups. Mm. I was like, ooh, that could be interesting. They basically took three episodes of an aborted TV show on it. Huh. And oh, the mid nineties Disney movies. Yeah. Mm. Okay, the Treasure Planet sequel. And <laughs> I saw the first one. I was real disappointed. Yeah. Uh, because I, I I they show like the trailers look so cute and funny. And if you have pets, you're like, no, that's what my animal does. Uh, and everything you really need to see is in the trailers. Yep. Um, I will say I enjoyed, and it's the movie is not, it's flawed, but I really enjoyed it. And you get some really wonderful performances from some actresses. Uh, it was Late Night. Mm, I didn't see it, but didn't it's on my it. list. I want to see it. I I'm planning on it. really liked it. And it's not perfect, but... My God, I will watch Emma Thompson do almost anything. And, I mean, again, I, it, it it touches on uh, some legitimate things about being a woman, being a woman in comedy, as a woman writer, as a woman performer, uh, aging. And, uh, again, great cast. John Lithgow's in it, too, and he's, he's fantastic. Uh, not a perfect movie, but worth a watch. Do you need to see it in theaters? Probably not. I'll probably end up streaming it, but it is on my, yeah, but it's, my notice list. It's, I really enjoyed it. I'll watch it again when it hits its way streaming somewhere, because I thought it was a good time. And again, fucking Emma Thompson, man. She's, I wish she was a national treasure for us, but she's not from our country. But I'm giving her an honorary national treasure title. Fair enough. Fair enough. She'll so, have to fight Alice and Janie for it, but sure. They can both be national. All right, that works. I got Alice and Janney in there. Have you seen how fucking tall she is? (laughs) She'll fight. (laughs) Why does Alice and Janney, the taller one, simply not eat Emma Thompson? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another under-the-radar release I wanted to point out for strong uh, female lead uh, is Animos. Uh, It's from, uh, maybe from Portugal. I don't don't quite remember. Um... But it's on streaming on Netflix. It came out, it came out last year, but we got it this year. Mm. Uh, and it's horror film in which uh, horror-ish film, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of horror references all over the place, um, but also not in a fooling way. Uh, I talked about it for a short take a little back, uh, so you can check it out. Uh, but it uh, it's anchored by uh, amazing performer who just like kills it. Like I've never seen anything else before, but I want to see this woman play everything ever. Um, so check that out. Uh, it's like, it's really solid stuff. And it's on Netflix in 85 minutes. So it really fits right within your day. Uh, similarly also, cause there's next to also streaming on Netflix is, um, The Perfection, a movie that's very mm. dividing a lot of audiences. And I still haven't seen it cause I'm saving it for hundred days. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but Alison Williams is great. Uh, the other lead woman in there whose name I can't remember right now is really solid stuff in it. It's a fucked up movie that those of us who enjoy certain fucked up things will enjoy in other ways. And it's also, it's one that keeps changing the focus on you in like a way that was surprising to me. I'm like, oh, where are we go? Oh, we're not going there. We're going here now. Okay. And I'm not going to spoil exactly what these things are, obviously. Uh, but it's definitely divisive. See, I can see why people are divided about it. But for me, it really, really hit home. I really enjoyed it. Can you believe we saw The Prodigy this year? <laughs> yeah. Uh! 
It's like, ugh. I had that on my list. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that's definitely down on my list. I mean, it it existed. I remember that there was an evil Hungarian child. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's in my my two out of five range. Yeah. Solid-ish. Was it? No, it was was okay. (laughs) Um, It had its moments. I didn't dislike it, but I really didn't really enjoy it. It's it's a nothing movie. Brightburn too. I was Brightburn made me mad. It's right. Like Brightburn's literally like three movies away from it on the list. Brightburn sucked. It made me mad because well, but it (laughs) it had such a good premise that they just pissed away. Yeah, and I I got actively mad about it. Honestly, this Brightburn could have been condensed into 10 minutes and should have been the prologue of the movie. And I'm really surprised how much the horror community has gone nuts for it. Like, I, I yeah. read reviews, I saw something like, right, did you watch the same movie I did or are you just enjoying it because of the premise? I mean, I was like, oh, maybe oh, I just Bob's like... going to the bathroom. That means Kim and Cody take over the podcast. Oh. Woo woo! Yeah! Now you said that I had to edit. I wasn't planning on editing, but you didn't. <laughs> well, now we can edit. You don't have to edit. You don't have to edit. I think this is going to end up being um, a really stellar point. Um, I will say... Oh, and I'll save that because Bob's going to have things to say about that one. I will talk about something. I'm going to talk about, for a moment, I'm going to talk about rent. Um, because... The rent is too fucking high, I'll tell you that. It is too fucking high. How are we going to pay last year's rent, this year's rent, next year's rent? Anyway, um, the the live Fox musical was uh, Rent. And... Um, like, I'm not going to lie. Rent was, I was a teenager when Rent came out because it was the 90s and that's how old I am. Fuck you, Cody. You weren't born yet. And uh, no, well, when did it come out? I mean, if it was before <laughs> 1993, I was still in utero. So. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Vanessa Hudgens is probably one of the only, like, quote unquote names that, that people are going to recognize off the top of their head if you're not a theater nerd. Or a music nerd. Um, and then Valentina, who I think was a drag race person. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. They ended up, because one of the actors injured himself during the dress rehearsal. And so they ended up airing uh, the f- or the film's dress rehearsal where everybody's marking it. And it was just, it was awful. It was awful and boring and missed the mark. And there was a few actors in there who actually thought Vanessa Hudgens did a pretty solid job. Um, but it was really disappointing. And it made me sad. And disappointed. And sad. So Sad, disappointing. Sad and disappointed. I think, I think it's sad and disappointing with Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, there's Dead Don't Die. Which uh, also some people really, really love. And yeah. both Kim and I did not like. No. <laughs> I never saw it, but I've heard it was kind of just... Got, from I, what you guys said, it was pretty fucking boring. I think I still have free passes if you want some. We had so many at Spooked. Um, I mean, where can I even see it at this point? Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, for for such a phenomenal cast, too, that's another one where I'm like, you've got Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Sevigny, Steve Buscemi, Tom Waits, Danny Glover... Uh, Carol Kane, yeah, Iggy Caleb Pop, Andy Jones, <laughs> Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena Gomez, not Vanessa Hutchins. Ah, yeah, oh, damn it, I messed up. up. Damn it. Um, Rosie Sorry. Perez has a little bit in it. Um, like you've got all of these people, and I, I went and saw it with a friend of mine who she likes horror. She's not a horror junkie, but she enjoys horror. I went and saw Suspiria with her last year, and she loved it. Um, and, like, midway through the movie, she says to me, she leans over and she goes, I really wish 
I had taken some marijuana before I started watching this because I think it would make it better. And that's the only thing I can think I like is that maybe it is one of those movies that is going to become better if you are under some kind of influence. But I don't get it. It it was meta, but not meta enough, and it broke the fourth wall, but not in it was a way really shallow in its reference. Yeah, and it felt like he was like referencing references. Yes, like uh, the point where Selena Gomez, since I get wrong person, says to Caleb Mandy Jones like. Oh, I like your your reference, or oh, I got that reference, or something. Like that. Your your knowledge of horror movies is great, like, but it was just mentioning right, like Living Dead, which is very something everyone's seen. Right. But it almost seemed like a that's like a fuck you to references, you know. Yeah. But also trying to do it, yeah. And so they were like, every, like all the zombies are looking at their phones and saying the thing they liked. It's like, yeah, we got that. Dawn of the Dead did that better. Mm-hmm. It actually had commentary. You're not being clever with your anti-commentary, so didn't quite go there. I thought, you know, just quick side note, that if you're, if you're talking about zombies that kind of remember who they were, I thought Day of the Dead was probably your best one. Although Land of the Dead did it really 85, not not last year's. Oh, no, no, no. I mean yeah. Oh, yeah, not last, last year's. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you mean, like, Rape of the Dead? Because that's where it was sorry, going last year. Oh, Right in front of cool me, sorry. Moving the cat. <laughs> um, yes, Bob just had to move my cat, who was just trying to... She wanted... She was She wanted to talk on the, on the podcast. Me? Wow. Me? Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like Tilly should be the official pet mascot yeah. of our podcast. Oh, oh is. Sorry. My guinea pigs are. All right, I have a monopoly on that. But I'm just saying that she actually shows up and participates in the podcast. Uh, my guinea pigs can't, because mm. if they leave their cage, they could die. Are you going to be like that? Are you I mean, going to look at this guinea pig and tell me that you don't love her? She is adorable. Yes. I'm just saying that Matilda actually what actively... What did you just say about me? <laughs> saying that this is what Bob will also cut later. If I cut. I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? So uh, this year there were also... <laughs> yes. Uh, Bob puts up with a lot. <laughs> so uh, I want to you know, going on the positive train. And now we did, we just spent an entire podcast talking about Marvel. To say that Spider-Man, Avengers, and Captain Marvel are pretty high on my list. Yeah. Spider-Man actually landed above Avengers so far in spot six and Avengers oh. at seven because it's just enjoyable. Um, Captain Marvel's a little bit lower, but she's still... A solid movie. Uh, I was actually really surprised about Shazam and how much I enjoyed it. Mm, I still um, need to see that. That's ended up 12 currently on my list, and it's probably the highest. I'm fascinated by your movie. list. <laughs> how do you... Okay, question. Is it just ratings? Uh, no, I th- um, it's a mixture of what's solidly good picture, also with also what enjoyed me, how well I enjoyed it, uh, rewatchability in many cases, or... Is there it's, a whole system? No, not really. It's kind of a feel. Like, mm-hmm. if I did the same list tomorrow, it might come out completely different. Fair enough. Um, just, so, the way you talk about the list sometimes, I'm like, well, I'm does he have where, a where formula? It's, at, oh, it's got a know. system. It's got, and there's always just kind of a feel. Because I know, like, technically, some, Suzanne is worse than some of the movies that are uh, below it. But, same thing but like what last is year. worse, too? Well, oh, you know, I, it's I, a, I it's a mixture. Like, even though I put Serenity as, like, number four from the bottom, because it's just a piece of shit. It's still enjoyable, so I thought about putting it higher, but also felt it doesn't, it can't leave the bottom part because it doesn't deserve that on that level. But also, if it's somewhere in the center with like the middling stuff, it does also not representative of what it is. I remember a review I wrote for um, for Belladonna, where I, I think I said something along the lines of like, if my rating was purely based on enjoyability, it was like a four. 
if the rating is actually judging it at a film, it's like a two. But it was such a good time that I... It can sometimes be hard to say it's not necessarily a great movie, but I liked it. Yeah. Like, Tremors, man. I will Tremors watch, is a blast. I will watch I think Tremors. Tremors is a solid movie, actually. It's a solid movie, but it's it's silly. And, yeah, but, but exactly what it's meaning to Every time be. it's on TV, I don't care. I will watch it. By the way, that movie Kim was talking about she reviewed was Hell's Kitty. Fuck you, no, was it? <laughs> Hell's Kitty, oh, that was a movie I... That was one of the... What, was that the one where I actually messaged my editor yeah. at the time and said, can my review just be no? Yep. Yep. And yep. that was the one that I uh, yep. I took that and ran with it. And we have a whole thing where it's just, no, hell yeah. no. No, no, hell no. Nope. Anyway. Uh, but ultimately, can, yeah, ultimately just a weird, can, weird mixture. I th- oh, I'd like to throw one out. Go throw for it. Throw it out. I throw out the window so we never talk about it again. Something you actually want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> That's... Pretty far down my I know, list. I just that wanted to a, say. It's next to Brightburn because I, I link them in my head of how disappointing they were. I liked Pet Cemetery. I'm going to say that. I thought it's it was... Re- I didn't think it was better than the original. I thought it was a really good time, though. I really liked Jason Clark in it. I really liked... Shenanigans. <laughs> no one likes Jason Clark ever. They're all lying. I love Jason Clark. You're lying. I'm not. You're lying. He, I will have his babies. I think he's great in the second Planet of the Apes movie that he was in. Wanting to have someone's babies is not the same thing as thinking they're a good actor. If he was great. He was, I thought I liked him in Winchester. <laughs> I liked no. him in this. I liked him in um, Serenity. He managed to do one of the few things, uh, which is make Helen Mirren look bad. Okay, first of all... I will defend Winchester. I think that's a good movie. Yeah. Talking about throwing you out. I know. I was like, you're you're fired, mm-hmm. Cody. You're fired. That was the like the second worst movie. I didn't last know it was year. possible for Helen Mirren to look like a bad actor, and that and again, I blame Jason Clark for no, all no, of it. No, you're both wrong. No, we're right. You're just young. He's you're young and don't know anything. Significantly younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, but that's a, I, thought, look, I wasn't alive for the golden age of me. Hollywood, Kim, like you were. Damn fucking straights. There are things that worked, things that didn't. It was fine. Yeah, I. I, I would left like. It. I would have liked it to be a little more. I would have liked it a little more focus on the ghosts and the actual haunted aspects of the house. It was from real. You know, from like a haunted Pet Cemetery. So, are we talking about Pet Cemetery? I thought we were talking yeah. about Winchester now. Oh, okay. No, that yeah. was that's, that's last year. It was two years ago. Maybe. Oh, fuck yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought it was thought, for some reason. I thought it was earlier. I was like, wait, wait, ghosts? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought that they did a really good job with a few aspects of it. I thought that changing the kid who died. Spoilers. Was an interesting thing. I, I wish they hadn't given it away in, in the, the commercial. fucking trailer. Yeah. That was the thing that I think pissed me off the most. Yeah, me too. I thought John Lithgow was a great Judd. Oh, he was. I thought that he wasn't in King the movie King. enough. Yeah. I thought that they didn't really give him the chance to be as memorable as Fred uh-huh. Quinn. Um, I thought the ending was pretty lame. And I think that the alternate ending that they shot was better. What was it? Wait, what was the alternate ending? It was basically he kills his daughter, mm-hmm. and then he goes to to bury his wife, kind of like the first oh, one. Oh, like yeah. the first one. It, but it, it, I don't remember how they play it, but they play it a little bit differently. I haven't seen the full scene. It's supposed to be on the the Blu-ray. It just came out this week, so yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I actually. Uh, 
it would be something I would consider buying. I really liked it. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll purchase it. If one it day. goes on sale, maybe. I'm gonna wait for Black Friday. It'll be like five bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I would pay five bucks for it. I wouldn't pay twenty. I'd pay five no. though. I, 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 no, go ahead. Well, I, said, I, I, there were certain things I thought were cool. Um, and I, I will say of all the things I've seen Jason Clark in, this is probably the thing I've hated him the least in. Partially because Lewis doesn't need to be the interesting one. Uh, he doesn't need to have charisma in this part. In fact, he's probably better if he doesn't. But, um... It's a shame they cast Jason Clark then, because he is just a charisma fucking fountain. Said no one ever. Uh, so I just said it can't be no one ever. No, you're not, you're not here. Anyway, um, but I, I I liked how they tied in the cat specifically with with I felt like Lewis's actions led deeper and deeper into the tragedy, which I thought was cool. Like. Starting with burying the cat, and then rather than, like, his inability to make the hard choice or do the hard thing, uh, like, rather than, these are spoilers, obviously, we're, we're saying a lot of spoilers for the movie now, but rather than kill the cat, who he's freaked out by, he takes the cat out to the edge of town to get rid of him. And then the cat comes back the very next day. They thought he was a goner, but he just couldn't stay away. And in coming back, that's how his daughter then gets run over by a truck. So it became about more and more him trying in trying to dig himself out or unwilling to do the hard thing, fucking up more and more and more. And I actually thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the ending kind of undoes yeah. the entire point of this story. Yes. Because that's where actually I would agree with you that, that then bearing the wife again keeps going around to he cannot make the hard decision. He's weak. Yeah. He's a weak man. Which is also why I think Jason Clark is perfect for that. Um, but, uh, I, and I will say the, the actress playing playing the little girl is is solid. Mm. She's, I don't, I, I I don't know I wish they'd if, given her a little more time coming back. Yeah. Because she makes a pretty hard turn yeah. pretty quick from, oh, I'm trying to figure out why I'm dead to like, oh, I'm going to fucking wreck you. Well, and again, I think it had some pacing issues. I think it had potential, but ultimately I felt I was fine with it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was just fine with it. When it's on TV, I'll probably tune in. If it's $5 somewhere, I'll probably buy it. But I actually, when I was looking through my stuff, trying to figure out what's come out this year, I forgot that. (laughs) And, uh, Until I looked at a list, and I was like, "Oh, right." So I want to toss out a movie related to never-ending cycles of mm-hmm. fuck-ups and paying off those fuck-ups. It's a very small release called Braid. Um, that I think it might be streaming. I ended up getting from Netflix, but I think it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, about two women who, two young women who come to, they need money, so they go visit their. Uh, they go visit their mentally disturbed friend who's living out a fantasy from their youth. Um, they both have to play into the fantasy to try and get the money. Um, and there's more levels going on there. How long has it been going on? What's happened? What happened in the past? What's happening now? As they delve into the characters and now supposed to play for her uh, when they start to lose track of themselves. And uh, then it cycles around in a different way and it's... It, it just goes down this fucked up hole. Hmm. Um, 
Hole in the Ground is actually a good movie too, but it's a different type of movie. <laughs> the uh, that really kind of kept me on the edge of, of wondering where where we're going with this. And it was a really small release. If it came out anywhere theatrically, I don't know, uh, but it is out to find now. So I recommend Braid if you haven't seen that. Uh, I mentioned Hole in the Ground, mm-hmm. uh, which is a uh, also a small film of you know cycling reef. Um, that I want to recommend. I know Jennifer Love, we talked about her podcast, and that's why I checked it out. Or, actually, you know, she mentioned it, and then I rented it, like, the, the, like the day before that, the night message her, and then I listened to the episode where she talked about it, I'm like, okay, you already know it. <laughs> was, uh, was Knife Plus Hard? Mm-hmm. Was that this year? Because yeah. I, I, uh, really enjoyed it, that. It was, it was at SIF, and now it's playing small theaters. And yeah, and it's streaming on soon. Shutter, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, I think soon, if not already. It has, because I, okay. I think it came out for Pride. Mm, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I rec- that was actually right next to the hole in the ground on my list there. I didn't really yeah, uh, I, I was, I didn't really know what to expect when I went to it, and uh, it's, it, it's fantastic. I will say it's one that I wouldn't recommend outside of people who will appreciate the genre a little bit. It's very Jollo. If yeah. you love Jollos. Yeah, it is streaming on Amazon Prime. It's a part of Shudder. I was going to say, it's part of Shudder, yeah. Um, which I have through Prime. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, when they stopped doing... When I couldn't do Joe Bob Briggs and they're late in the release schedule, I switched to the app fair on enough, Xbox. So. Uh, but yeah, it's very Jollo, mm-hmm. very... Um, very stylized. Very De Palma-esque. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. It was like, it screamed De Palma. I think kind of goes off the rails a little bit, like kind of loses focus. But again, a lot of Giallos do. I was going to say... Where Giallos tend, after the first hour, tend to like, where are you going? All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, but I think it was really solid stuff. It, yeah, it really embraced, I think, the spirit of Giallo and the spirit of 70s movies. Uh, the style, the fashion, everything, just... Uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Um, I don't think I liked, I can't even, I always mix up the name. Was it Midnight Cinema? Uh, Nightmare Cinema. Nightmare Cinema. That's why I keep mixing it up. I sort of feel like Mickey, Mickey Rourke just showed up to set one day. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we talked about that last time. With it. Yeah. Um, and, and I enjoyed some of the, I thought a couple of the, the anthology films were, were really strong. Um, I kind of wish that there were was more to the overall tie-in of everything. Because there there wasn't really much going on there other than Mickey Rourke showing up and being like, ha, 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 I'm Mickey Rourke. Wait, I thought Mickey Rourke was dead for some reason. I don't know. Who am I? What's his name? Mickey Rooney is. Mickey. Oh, oh yeah. No, it was Mickey Rourke, right? Mickey Rourke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks like he's dead a Wait, little bit, but... Mickey Rooney, he was the... Wasn't he like a little rascal or something? No, 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 right. But (laughs) he was in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Five. Oh, yeah. Five, and he played Joe Petto. But, um, yes. Breakfast Tiffany's, Andy Hardy comes home, stuff like that. Oh, God. But he also was Joe Petto. Yes, we heard the pun. And he was Fallout Boy. No, that's why I thought he was a little rascal. I was thinking of that episode (laughs) of Simpsons. Nightmare Cinema, I thought was streaming on Shutter, but I don't see it listed here. Maybe it's it's only on the app. It might, it might only. Uh, But it's not listed through Amazon there. Amazon has it for Prime for rental. Um, But actually, I liked all five segments. Yeah, the the wraparound's kind of undone, but I, I liked it was. 
when you have anthologies, always use a segment or two. It's like, Ugh. oh yeah. In this case, I think they all worked in different ways, and I appreciated that what went into them. And it's definitely a movie for horror fans. Yes. If you're not a if you're not a fan of the genre, you might not catch it. Especially like the first segment, which is like the third act of a horror film, where they kind of <gasps> skip the first two but acts I of the slasher. Loved. And I loved it. That was one. That and the black and white one. Yeah, which I really liked too. Yeah. Were uh, the black and white one I just thought was stunning. Um, but I thought the first one was just fun. Yeah, and they, I think they all have, and they're all different, and they they're all, all yes, they're all over. I mean, it's it's obvious that that it is um, an anthology uh, with with very different directors. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, again, I I enjoyed it. I just I. I really like anthology films, and when an anthology film is done well, um, and and I, I I wish they'd done more with the wraparound. Uh, I wish they'd done more with also like why why was Mickey work there? I'm sorry because and he, he, he obviously set. did his own wardrobe too. Like it was just I felt that for me was the weak link. I would have sort of accepted all of those movies by themselves, but the the time was so weak to me, and he said maybe five lines. You know, they should get Mickey Rooney. Or Mickey Rooney. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Dig him up. Uh-huh. Dig him up. Yeah. We'll have him play Fallout. Andy Boy Hardy's again. coming home. Um, the night Andy came home. We'll do. Fuck Hard <laughs> Gary Busey, Nick Nolte. Oh, jeez. And Mickey Rooney. And <laughs> the entire movie is just then walked <coughs> in a fucking room for 20 hours. Uh, and Tom Waits for that. And, we and Tom Waits. And Tom Waits. That Those was... little old guys just show up. And I did enjoy Tom Waits and Dead Don't Die only because he was playing Tom Waits, and I appreciate you know, when put, Tom Waits plays Tom Waits. Put James Woods in there because if you've oh. seen what happened to him, he went off the uh, fucking rails too. I I I hate James Woods anyway, yeah. but I think it would be fun, and I think that you should tell Gary Busey that he said something very mean about him, mm-hmm. and watch Gary Busey just beat him to death. <laughs> I think that that would be fun and I think that most of America would get behind that fun fact did you know James Wood played Rudy Giuliani in a made for TV movie yeah. in the most sexless kiss I've ever seen on film <laughs> let's check that out check it out yeah. if you uh, if you want your penis to shrivel up <laughs> or if you want your vagina to dry out like a desert unrelated to that I did want to throw out uh, Gaspar Noah's uh, Climax which oh. is so bad, like related to it. If you climax penis, yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're, uh, which is out. also another fucked up movie. Uh, it's Gaspar Noah, so you know it will be. Uh, but it's incredibly, it's almost done, and like, uh, like there's long sequences where there's no cuts of uh, moving through this dance academy and claustrophobic, hmm. incredibly choreographed. Sofia Batello plays the main character in this when a dance academy under last night uh, gets the doors locked and. They're in the middle of like a snowstorm, the doors are shut, and they end up. Someone doses their punch with LSD, and everything just goes fucking insane as everyone starts to fall apart in different ways. And the cameras follows them through the building, and it's. It, it technically it's it's fantastic, uh, the way everyone reacts to different things and the way everything comes together is really well done. Huh. It's definitely a. Something to experience. I saw it at. You know, I saw it at uh, AMC, AMC Sundance, or what used to be Sundance, um, and it really helped being in a really small theater. <laughs> huh. Really, everything really compact in that way, and it's solid stuff. Hmm. Um, oh, Godzilla. 
Yeah, Godzilla's a blast. So yeah, it's a good time. Been. Just a really good time. Yeah, by no means is it you know, Shakespeare, but no, it's Godzilla. It doesn't fucking fu- need to be Shakespeare. It's like, monsters punching monsters for two hours. And the monsters are stuff. stunning. Like, <coughs> they really went all out with the monsters. They look gorgeous. I was very happy with how they how they, yeah. how they did Mothra. Yeah. Was, oh, the yeah. detail and everything beautiful. was astounding. Maybe about three too many human characters, about four too many human plot points. Yes. But it's not enough to be a distraction. I wanted more of Bradley Whitford in my life. Oh, won't we all want more Bradley Whitford? I, yes. Yes, I want more Bradley Whitford in my life just on a regular basis. Um, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. And it's funny too because a lot of the reviews were fairly critical of it and I was like, it's just a, it's a good time. It's like, last time you people complained there wasn't enough Godzilla. Now you're playing there's too much Godzilla. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Well, I think that's maybe one of the problems sometimes with film criticism is that you just start to smith- sniff your own farts too much. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it just gets taken too seriously. Unless you think that Jason Clark is a good actor, in which case you're just wrong. No, and that's... you probably need help. Jason Clark... Is this generation's Clark Gable? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just throwing out people who were famous. I was yeah. gonna say, I mean, I, I might not disagree with you there, but I also Clark Gable's fine. But yeah, he's I, okay. He's My mom really likes Gone with the Wind, so I've seen that like a fucking. I though we could do a whole other podcast on like old movies that classic movies that I have trouble getting into. Fair enough. Anyway, The Godfather. Fuck you, Cody. You're just wrong. There, you're you're just you're it's, sick and wrong. So I want to go back to to the negatives and well, uh, like talk, the Godfather. Yeah, fuck off. Suck. No, you're you're absolutely wrong. Yeah. Uh, you just you're two, wrong. Remakes two remakes that came out this year, or mm-hmm. readaptation. One's a readaptation. One is a direct remake. Uh, both start with H, and both piss me off because they how they were Hellboy and Hustle, uh, which. To maybe oh, actively right. I forgot mad. which one Hustle was. <laughs> uh, the remake of Dirty Round Scoundrels with no humor, uh, no drive. Bad, and cre- bad performance. I'm usually expecting bad performance from Rebel Wilson. I'll admit that. I haven't seen it as romantic. I heard she's good in it. Uh, with the surprisingly bad performance by Anne Hathaway, which is really weird because normally she gives everything. Yeah. Um, and just wasting the what they could have done uh, with... It seems like no one wants to be there. Uh, and Rebel Wilson produced it, so you'd think she would have actually seemed like she was caring. Um, with none of any of the, the anything of the drive that Dirty Ron Scandals had. Um, and then Hellboy was a mess from beginning to end. Uh, felt unfinished. It felt like all over the place. They'd have 17 producers who all fought over where they wanted the movie to go. So David Harbour and uh, Neil Marshall both said it was hellish in that way because everyone was fighting and no one had a straightforward answer for things. Uh-huh. When you waste Ian McShane, when, look, Which, when, when Ian McShane comes out bad, you know you have something wrong. Which, not to, because I, I didn't see Hellboy. Actually, I didn't end up seeing Hustle either, which I was going to see, but your disdain for it made me say, I'm not going to see this in theaters. Um... That actually made me want to see it more, but I never got around to it. Well, I see, right I, don't, I don't do A-list, and so I cannot waste my movies quite the same way because of my budget. But um, I will say uh, I have never made it all the way through the first Hellboy with Ron Perlman. 
I get out, get out. This is your house, but get out. <laughs> I, I mean, and I need to try again. I, I think it might be one of those things where the first time I tried to watch it, I was possibly just not in the right mood for it, and I couldn't get into it. And I don't know the graphic novels or comics or whatever I of that specifically. Was Ten when it came out, I liked Fuck it. Fuck you, Cody. And then I was fourteen when the other one. Oh, came I out. love the Del Toro ones. I love the comics. I thought um, they were really good. I, I also, I'm not gonna lie. There are times where when. I mean, what? There's there's a female character in that, right? Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's that, one of the things where it should have been more. Uh, like, it does feel like we feel like we there, she got, you know, cut to shreds. Everyone's part kind of got cut to shreds. Uh, but there's and well, no, Selma Blair's uh, Liz Sherman in the originals is, is a solid character with, with right. a lot of agency, a lot of love push. This one not as much. Well, because some sometimes I have trouble getting into a movie if there's not a character I'm like. Uh, not just a woman character, but I don't know. Uh, I need to give it another try. I really do. I, it's one of the. It, there's there's a handful of movies I'm embarrassed to admit I've never seen all the way through, and that that's one of them. Um, now, could, could you count that for 100 Days of Horror and do it for that because you haven't seen it? Yes, I could. If I've not, I, I, I if I've not seen at least half of the movie, I feel like I can count it for 100 Days of Horror, and I've never gotten through more than probably the first 20 minutes of it. Uh, it's one of those movies that's on a bunch, and I'll start to watch it, and I'm just like, I'm just not focused or getting into this. So yes, I could. But I there's also a handful of movies I've never seen that I'm embarrassed to admit I've not seen that I don't want to do for 100 Days of Horrors because I'm embarrassed to admit I haven't seen them. Which, Wait, you gotta tell me some now. Well, Hellboy, there you go. That's, that's your answer. That's what you're going to get from me flying Oh, out. come on. So I went back then. Any other particular bad experiences, bad movies, TV, that you guys saw that you wanted to drag oh, so us TV. through? Um, there's so much bad TV. But I think I've blocked some of it out. Fair enough. Uh, bad? Let me double check my list. I think we hit most of my bad things we've hit. Um, La Llorona wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. I just whispered yeah, like it, it, was, it was... It was... It was, it was just... There. Yeah, uh, it kind of existed. I mean, I would consider it like on the lower half of my list. Yeah, it's down towards the bottom. It's it's, it's kind of it's next to Bright Burn on my list. It's like the two out of fives. Dumbo. Yeah, that's I about four more no places down. That, 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 that that's the beginning of the one out of fives. Man, the the kid really killed that. <laughs> Honestly, I wish that they Wooden had just puppets as kids. Fuck me, man. No. And why was there? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's offensive. <laughs> uh, You're offensive. Your know. mom's offensive. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I've seen her Twitter account. That's true. <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton's character, I feel like they should have just done the whole movie as him, is a fucking, uh, you know, insane, evil Walt Disney, and I think that would have been better. Insane, evil Walt Disney. So Walt Disney. Um, yeah. Yeah, that ended up towards That's the bottom end of the list. Uh, on, on the Disney spectrum... Uh, Aladdin <laughs> Aladdin had moments it had uh, my view it's up there yeah it did okay. it had some moments it worked some moments it didn't um, so are we going to do a City of Geek uh, field trip for Lion King I'm going to see no, it when I have the time because to see I don't it. want I'm not to rushing see it. out to see it I've already seen this so and, uh, I just I just don't care although that being said Mulan I'm in for yeah the Mulan trailer is great uh, I just can't bring myself to care about the Lion King. Then I'm sorry. Of Disney. Carolyn's gonna make me go see it. Toy Story Four was well, unnecessary, but okay. It's another one I just can't get excited about seeing. 
Um, but then we'll I'll see tell you a secret. I actually haven't seen any of the Toy Stories except for the first one. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I will say, John Wick 3. Yeah. Good time. Oh, fuck yes. I mean, it was a, it's a John Wick movie. Of course, it's going to be a good time. But I, my love for Keanu Reeves... Um, oh! Uh, 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 definitely my maybe, won't you be my maybe, I don't know, something maybe. Oh yeah, I still need to see that. Yeah. Uh, always be my maybe, right? Always be my maybe, yeah. thank you. It's on my wish to watch. Uh, really fun. Really, I forgot about it because it was a Netflix one, but it is a good time. And man, Keanu Reeves, if I didn't already love Keanu Reeves, this would have pushed me over the edge. He voices a character in Toy Story 4 and he kind of steals a show whenever he's on. I I love that we are in the Keanu Reeves renaissance. Um, Reeves is on. The Reeves is on. Because we also have another Bill and Ted coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's filming right now. But I, I really love that Whoa, because he he is what he is. He He's not like, uh, and I say this to, as someone who has seen him be a Shakespearean actor, he should not do that. Um, he, sh- he shouldn't, and it's okay. I forgive him for it. But what he does well, he does so well. And he is just a, a good time. And he knows... I think he's kind of got to a point in his career where he knows what projects he should do. Like John Wick. And he seems game to just keep doing it until he drops dead. So cool. Fair enough. Because, uh, I mean, each movie is essentially yeah. the same thing. But they are all so What's he going to kill people with now? And how fun is it going to be? Yeah, and, and, and what and random country really are you going to go to? And where is Ian McShane going to factor in? Yeah. But he is so incredibly watchable, and you've got good supporting actors. They're just a good time. On uh, Netflix releases, uh, See You Yesterday, uh, I saw it a couple weeks ago. Really well done, but also has the issue of like, all right, characters, stop and think for five seconds before you do what you're about to do and rethink your plan because you're smarter than this. You're you're established to be a smarter character than this. Don't do what you think you're going to do. Because think through your plan. You have it, it's, it's literally a time travel movie. You have time. <laughs> think this out. Uh, and it's kind of annoying where someone does the same stupid thing again and again. I know grief and thoughts at the time and doing this kind of clouds your mind. But also gets to the point of like, shut up. <laughs> do we need to do a podcast episode on time travel movies? <laughs> Probably. Okay. We, we already did that. That was our second one. We did it in the future. We put it out in the past. All right, bad jokes. All right, yeah. on that note, Kim's going to kick y'all out soon. Yeah, because uh, I've covered most of the stuff I really want to talk yeah. about. Apollo yeah. 11 is a fantastic documentary. Uh, uh, it's another another 50-year anniversary um, using footage from then with no talking heads, all from voices of the time of the newscasters, people working on the project in the day. Uh, it just reminds me of the massive amount of work that went into the moon landing. Um to a degree that I haven't seen before, fixed up and put on the big screen. Uh, and for a story I've seen a hundred different ways since I've been a kid, uh, it still blew me away uh, by its largesse what and how it well it's like told. being there for the moon landing, Kim? Thrilling. Um, exhilarating. Uh, I got emotional, but not quite as emotional as when JFK died. That was... Uh... Apparently my grandma... Um, when she was, my, my uncle has a fucking memory of this, and she, she was a huge fucking booze house. She was ah. already trash. Uh, she was on, like, Valium and vodka. Uh, she's dead, so I'm okay saying this now. Um, ah. 
And she's like, oh, the president's been shot. The president, I guess she, like, fell down half a flight of stairs, too. Hmm. She, was, she was not the smartest lady in that bunch. But if we all know the moon landing is faked. I yeah. look oh, up in the well, sky yeah. and it's still there. So yeah. obviously never landed. Dude, the Earth is fucking flat. <laughs> well, we are in Discworld. Yeah. Duh. We don't Red, know that. I mean, let me say, okay, so back when Christopher Columbus, because I was alive then, um, first sailed the ocean blue and brought all of his disease and stuff, like... I don't know why people thought that proved the world world was round. He was he a drunk anyway. It. He actually fell off the end of the earth. That's did. what the fake news media is. I want to tell you. That is. City of Geek is brought Plus to you by emails. the Flat Earth yeah. Society. Plus no, his right. emails. Yeah, his emails. But his emails. But his emails. But his emails. But uh, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? I feel for like we've hit pretty much. I mean, all the stuff we we've talked about elsewhere earlier this year I, on other podcasts, yeah, I mean, on our we, reviews. We're we didn't mention yet. we didn't mention bunny tapes or or. Yeah. Exceedingly, shockingly, vilely, deadly, serial killer-y Bundy. We have mentioned it when I mentioned Zac Efron being in a movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, again, I think I think if you're a true crime person, you've already watched them. Mm. They're a good time. Um, I for liked... They were. <laughs> I thought the Bundy yeah. tapes were especially Place. good. Yeah. I, for me, it wasn't a whole lot of new info, but I mean... It's Bundy being Bundy. Uh, although, if you really want to have a good time, look up Bundy when he is uh, inter- being interviewed by the detectives in the Green River case. Uh, he's a good time in that because he dances around why he's telling them the things he's telling them. When you want to be like, dude, you're on death row, just say it. You're a serial killer, too. You're telling them what you know about yeah. being a serial killer to catch the Green River killer or the River Man, as he likes to call him. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're they're if you're a true crime person, they're worth the watch. I um, watched them back to back, which maybe was detriment to the the movie version because like oh, yeah. I just watched this in a because the Ted Bundy's is, is forty apart. is four episodes of yeah. an hour long each. Right. So you get four hours and you got then like a ninety five minute movie. Right. I can't remember how long it was and the scene recreated what I just watched and also I think it helps it does help I think I watched Bundy tapes first uh, in which yeah. case because uh, it's moves through everything pretty quickly. You don't have the background. Because it's made... The Zac Efron's movie is made to be from her point of view. Right. But it also becomes his thing. So we're only getting some of the information. Uh, I think if you're watching that without a whole lot of knowledge of Bundy, you're maybe doing yourself a disservice. Mm. Um, That being said, I I feel like most of the people watching that will know something about Bundy. Uh, But yeah... um, uh, there's been a handful of good uh, serial killer stuff and true crime stuff. There's a series out right now that's going into the um, oh what is it uh, oh I'm I'm sorry I just blanked on her name uh, I'm gonna have to look it up uh, the the woman who her boyfriend's son died under her watch and then she shows up dead a few days later from an apparent suicide. That. Oh, it's a, there, there's a, a special I right. I remember. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I apologize because I'm completely blanking on her name, but there's a, a current TV special out about it that, that's worth a watch. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm yeah, looking it up. So someone else talk while I look this up. But uh, overall, like, I think the year's been okay so far. That doesn't mean too much is like really below me. That's right. Away, uh, and a lot of things have disappointed me. But uh, as we talked about last podcast, uh, we got a bunch of good stuff coming up this summer. The fall should be pretty well stocked too. Some good stuff set up there. If I see uh, that fucking Terminator 
trailer again. I'm going to blow my brain. <laughs> yeah, you got four months until the movie comes yep. out. So, so we're going to see it a bunch of bunch times. Of times. Uh, which is supposed to be all right, but we'll talk about Terminator, Couple Dark months. Fate, for when, you, when you talk about the fall, winter movie preview. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, other surprises, I thought that Child's Play was a zillion times better than expected to be. Yep. Uh, we we saw it fire. together. We do have a uh, review posted. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, taking the concept in a different manner. Um, what else did I have here? Piercing is a small release uh, with Mia Wasikowska, um, in which it's, it's about a guy who really feels like he needs to kill someone. So his wife well, allows hasn't him, been there. Uh, allows him to go to New York and pick up a prostitute to murder. Uh, but of course, things don't go as easy as you expect because she kind of realizes what's going on early on. This is like twenty minutes in, so it's not. Too, she realizes what's happening and it becomes this power play thing and over you know animal urges and this and that and that's good stuff. Um, I think I mentioned most everything really. Like Maul was kind of a disappointment. What Men Want was mostly and talking about this big movies there. What Men Want was a solid first hour, then a slow second hour. Because I'm gonna spoil there. She gets the powers in, and about 20 minutes later she loses them, huh. and then has another like hour of the movie left. Yeah. Um, kind of it's like, ooh, you run out of juice. Kid that could be king was too long, but it was good stuff. Okay. Um, Halloween was kind of boring. Mercy Black was okay. Men who killed the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot was a waste of Sam Elliott. It's a good title. It's kind of a serious drama behind a goofy title, and I think it really was a. It's a descriptive title for it, for absolutely sure. And there's moments in there that work, but didn't really come through. Replicas, speaking of Connor Reeves, was kind of a mishmash of a script. And uh, Polar was a waste of Mad Mickelson as well, or right. Mass Mickelson, um, with a wannabe sophomore John Wick that totally fell in space continually. Yeah. And the Intruder was really stupid people doing stupid things, but it was entertaining for the yeah. most part. That's kind of all big things I saw. I've been ranting on as you look up that person's name as we close it up. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Yes, I know. Yeah. I got there. I just oh, went I just... on a whole other tangent, so I forgot the name. <laughs> uh, Re- Rebecca Zahu. Oh. Zahu. Zahu. Uh, anyway. It's a... Zahu. <laughs> this is probably not the case to make life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot it was a fucking yeah, yeah. murder. She was, I thought she it was, was an actress. Nope, no, well, nope. Keep it in. Um, she she either died by suicide or most likely was murdered. So, yeah, yeah, I remember reading about. Was it, that was pretty recent though, right? Uh, it was like last ten years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was last. It was uh, twenty eleven. Okay, so yeah. years. I I remember really being interested in that when it first was happening because it was utterly bizarre. It was fucking it was weird. Absolutely bizarre. Um, anyway, that's for that's and, when we do a true crime thing. Yeah, any other titles you guys want to yeah. mention before we call it a track? I feel like I've hit most of what I want to yeah. hit, yeah. I just, just went down my list mentioning important things at the last minute. Bash Brothers is a lot of fun. It's, it's the new Lonely Island, 30 minutes short. It's hilarious. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, think. Uh, I still need to finish Chernobyl. I still need to finish Yeah, I gotta things. get Chernobyl. It's on my list. 100 Days of Horror starts uh, real soon. 24th, right? Well, that was 23rd because you're going... I'm going until yeah. the day before Halloween instead of Halloween this year. So I'm starting on the 23rd of July with um, the old Dark House. Woo! Uh, which one due to Tony's Russian bots? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, both that and Ghost Story were real close the whole time. And then it was still very close in the end. But ultimately, old Dark House pulled ahead. I'll still do the other ones. Oh, yeah. 
I actually also think this is the year I will probably finally do Cannibal Holocaust. Noise. And we'll um, talk about that when it happens. It, we'll we'll, do, we'll we're going to cut that conversation off right there because we've had it before. Yes. We've had, no, we've had that conversation, but we have. we'll do a live tweet of that. I would do a live tweet of that. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking do a live I, tweet I of can't, that. I can't, I might need to like buy something cute and stuffed so that I can pet during it in case the animal stuff gets to me too much, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, as we start to check out, we'll post stuff on the site. You can do that at if you're finding us from any way, but our site, we are on Apple iTunes, so go subscribe to that and to Ghost Stories, and along with our friends that don't read the Latin, Strange Eons, Grave Plot, uh, Bone Bat, all our friends. All of the above. We love yeah. you all. You're amazing. Other people that we are not thinking of at the moment, but we love I feel anyway. like it's the word show music is playing us off right <laughs> now. It's like, all right, yes, shut yes. up. Uh, but yeah, check us out at cityofheat.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, uh, yes, YouTube channel. We'll put out more stuff there currently. Um, so enjoy us next time. We're talking to her for lovely of Don't Read the Latin uh, to talk about Midsommar and folk horror. So go and watch Wicker Man and The Blood of Satan's Claw and everything so you know what we're talking about. Anyone? Ooh. Else? Which, which Wicker Man? Because Nicolas Cage is the best one. You're not the base! <laughs> It's entertaining, but awful. I, I but, have to yeah. punch a bear in the face, excuse me. But yes, uh, so check us out next time. Uh, .com. Uh Kim is drinking something, something at Seattle Screams. I, I'm, okay, I, I'm not drinking anything. As I started to say that, you were pouring back. No, there's nothing in here. Yeah, I whatever. drank it all. Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter at Seattle Screams, particularly if you want to join in on 100 Days of Horror. There's also a Facebook group about that. Yeah, so one of the other face on it. You can find me at City of Geek Cody. And a fun fact about me. I've actually never seen The Godfather. I just like to say I don't like it to piss people off. Oh, fuck you. Wait a minute. You're going to uh, take us out. Uh, and she's going to take, uh, as, as Kim takes Cody out for not actually seeing The Godfather, we will say goodnight, adieu, goodbye, uh, and get off my lawn, and why are you in my house?